All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, October 24th of 2023. NBA season is finally upon us here. It is opening night tip-off for NBA. We have a short two-game slate with a huge main slate scheduled for tomorrow. We also have Game 7 of the NLCS for MLB here. And then we have a 13-game hockey slate. I'm sure all of the Hockey grinders are going to be sad that all of the soft NBA money is moving to NBA. So it should be interesting here. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at SaberSim.com. Second way, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get joined up, there is a link in the description of this video. So as always here, want to remind you guys, if you are not signed up for our weekly match challenge, uh, get signed up. The link to this page is in the description of this video. It's a promotion we do during the NFL season here. You can get, get access to weekly prizes, season-long prizes. All you have to do, use the SaberSim logo as your avatar on DraftKings. Fill out our short form so we can send you guys gear and then Max enter one of the mini Max contests on the DraftKings Sunday main slate. But that is all it takes. And then uh, doing a special stream this afternoon here. So if you guys missed it in the Discord, we released that we had a huge update ahead of NBA season. The update is that we are pulling in live ownership. We are using live actual fantasy points scored up to a point in the game in your late swaps for this NBA season. So if your slate locks here and you see that uh, Giannis comes in at 20% owned and he was previously projected for 30% owned, we are going to take that information into account and you're going to see live ownership in SaberSim. And then we are going to late swap with that new input there. And then similarly, we are going to see how players are doing up to a point in the game. Maybe you are getting ready to do a swap before one of the night games here. And then you see that some of your players are doing good. Some of your players are doing bad. We are actually now taking that into account. So we're going to do a deep dive on that later this afternoon. Uh, Jordan's going to be joining me. Matt is going to be joining me. And then I will obviously be there. And then the three of us will answer all of your guys' questions around that uh, topic here. So I've seen some questions rolling in here. I'm going to skip those. I'm going to try and save some of those for the upcoming stream here. Don't really want to, uh, you know, talk too much about it without them there. Matt obviously is, is leading the charge in a lot of ways here and we'll know more about it than, than I will here. So I actually have some questions that I want to ask live, uh, similarly to how I did a pro video with Eric asking him things about the model. There's only so much I know. So getting these guys on the stream, getting to talk to them, is huge. So really looking forward to that show later today. But with that said, let's get Saber Simpled up here. I am going to uh, roll through the questions here. So first one came in from, from Hammer, and this is kind of just what we were talking about, said, uh, hey, during today's office hours, can you take some time and go over the new release changes? So uh, we will do this later this afternoon. And then question here from Sammy, which we will get to this one now. Sammy said, hi, Andrew. On this last weekend NFL main slate, I've been running some rules all season long on all three sites, DK, FanDuel, and Yahoo, yet for some odd reason they were not working right after the last Sims ran. Considering that I've run them earlier in the morning with no issue that I had to uncheck some to be able to build. I even tried this morning with no issue, so trying to figure out what actually happened right around lock, yet works fine any other time. Last night I played the 
Minimax had three over 4,000% risk adjusted ROI out of 150, yet none made into the top five. Should I stick to ROI instead? Like how you guys made your weekly reviews instead? Thanks. Okay, so so kind of a lot to unpack here. Uh, did want to let you guys know we did release our weekly review here for week seven. So it was actually a solo video with Max. I had a, a conflict and wasn't able to record with him, but Max was nice enough to record that video himself. So you'll see it here. Week seven NFL DFS review. Uh, Max talked a little bit about the main slate, but then spent some time talking about giant squids, 500 K solo showdown victory in the Sunday night football slate here. So you can hear Max's thoughts on the main slate. You can hear Max's thoughts on giant squids victory here in this video. So that video went live earlier this morning. So make sure to check that out, but getting into these questions, um, frankly, I'm not going to know like why your rules didn't work. I'm very sorry that happened to you. The chances are it probably wasn't the rule. It was probably like some other min or max exposure that like conflicted with it for like a, for, for whatever reason here. But anytime you experience this uh, one, I would encourage you to reach out to support like immediately. I wouldn't wait until Tuesday and kind of bring it up on this show, right? It happened Sunday. And then waiting till Tuesday and then mentioning on office hours doesn't really help us out. And we really want to help you guys. We really want to provide good customer support to you guys. So easiest thing you can do is, is right when it's happening, use the report a problem button. They'll go straight to our support team. We have support on Saturdays. We have support on Sundays. We have support Monday through Friday. Our team is around during lock to make sure we are servicing you guys and helping you get your lineups in, right? So send that report immediately. And then if you're running into an issue and you just can't figure it out, I would always just open up a new build workspace. Your rules are going to carry over. And then I would just go and reselect your rules and then try and run the lineups in this build. If the rules are still not working, uncheck the rules and or even open up a third workspace, do no rules, make your projection adjustments, and then see if that build starts for you, right? So open up a new workspace, see if you can get lineups, okay, I can get lineups. I'm actually going to flip this and then go to another workspace, open up your workspace, check your rules, and then see if your rules try again. So anytime you're running into an issue where you're just like really not sure what's happening, opening up a new build workspace is always the go-to there. So wanted to provide that insight for you there. And then the last question was around risk-adjusted ROI. So you had a couple of lineups with really high risk-adjusted ROI, didn't work out. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the way I like to think about this is that we are we are contest simming this out a hundred thousand times, right? The slate only ends up being played one time, which is like kind of kind of uh, unfortunate, I guess, like in some ways, right? Because you don't know how it's going to happen from that big set, right? So if you have a four thousand percent ROI, well, then what what that's saying is that if you're you know your three dollar entry on average will win you know x amount of dollars in the sims, but but you don't know what how that's going to work out, right? And then is the slate going to play out exactly as how our game sims played out? We do our best to try and reflect that. But ultimately, you know, think about it from, from a uh, long-term perspective here. The easiest example is a poker example. So I actually heard Ben, shout out Ben, uh, in the Discord telling somebody about this. And I, I thought it was a really good example. So I'm, I'm going to keep using it. But basically, say you're playing poker, somebody raises, if you guys are familiar with the game, and then you look down and you have two seven, which is the worst hand in poker, right? So naturally, you're probably going to fold. Uh, if the flop comes, you know, seven, seven, four, and you would have got three of a kind, well, you shouldn't be mad at yourself 
because the math says that that is a bad play. And if you were to call every single time in that position, you would lose money over the long term. So this is very similar to that. Contest sims are very similar to that concept where we are trying to play lineups that grade out well over and over and over again in a set of simulations. So just because it would have worked out that one time does not mean you should have played that hand. Similarly, like when people say, hey, I noticed that the top lineup was negative sim ROI. You know, should I should I think about playing negative sim ROI lineups? And it's like, no, you shouldn't. You should keep playing the lineups that are grading out over the long term. So that's like somebody saying, oh, you know, 2-7 flopped me trips here in this one hand. I'm going to start playing that hand. Like, like, no, you should actually keep folding that hand and just think about, you know, long-term that, hey, this is a bad play long-term. So try and take that mindset and adapt it into your DFS play here. Um, you know, we'll probably be able to make a little more sense to those familiar with poker, but I feel like it's a pretty simple example there. But really good question. Happy to talk about it. All right. One more question here from Sammy. Said, last not least, what is the best way to use QB plus two with a run back in conjunction with the team stacks? Does that fall under three stacks or four stacks as I would like to target certain teams? Thanks. Okay, so if you're trying to target certain teams, um, actually answered a similar question, I think in support recently, where I was like, hey, you know, I want to use QB plus twos with this one quarterback, but then for this other quarterback, I only want to use or with this, with this set of teams, I only want to do QB plus twos. And then with this other set of teams, I want to do QB plus ones or, or something like that, right? So the easiest thing is to do manual rules here. Or I'm sorry, do an automatic rule, but save it as a manual rule. And then this will help you. So if you go to lineup rules, you go to stacks. So then what I would do is I would say stack at least three. So I'm going to do QB. Maybe I'm only going to go wide receiver and tight end. And then I have a certain number of teams that I... Actually, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, let's go add new rule. Let's go to group. Let's go to automatic. And then I'm going to use if. So then what I'm going to say is, and I'm going to group by team here. So I'm going to say if at least one quarterback from a team, then use at least, say, two. So we're going to do QB plus twos on the same team. And maybe I only want to do wide receivers. But maybe I only want to do this for a certain team. So then now when I go to save it, I'm going to go to the drop down option. I'm going to go to manual. So then it's going to save an individual rule for each team. So maybe there are some teams that I don't want to do this for. Maybe, you know, I don't want to do it for New Orleans, right? I don't want to do it for Minnesota. I don't want to do it for Miami. You got to come in here and, and check them off. But maybe I don't want to do it for those three teams, right? Maybe for those three teams, I think that they're good as a uh, skinny stack, which is like only a QB plus one. So then I would come in here and then I would do another rule for those three teams. So then I would say, if at least one by team quarterback, then use no more than one on the same team. And I'm going to go wide receiver tight end. So then now I'm going to say, this is a manual rule as well here. And then when I go into this second rule that I created, I'm going to delete it for all of the other teams that I do not want it to apply for. So 23 of the teams will have the second rule here. Three of the teams will have the first rule here. And then now I am treating the rule on a team by team basis. And I'm saying if, so I'm not saying use these guys. I'm saying, because if you try to do stacking rule, it will like force it and, and it'll get a little interesting. So if you use, if you're saying, Hey, I'm using this quarterback. I want this. I'm using these quarterbacks. I want that. So that is the way that I would do it in the app here. 
if you are looking to do something like that. A really good question. All right. Uh, rolling through here. Too late. You die. Said. I have a question. I'm running 150 items for a FanDuel slate that has only 5,400 people. Should I typically run one or two uniques for a two-gamer? Um, I'm running 5,400 lineups. Should I typically run one or two uniques for a two-gamer? So this is really like a risk tolerance question, right? I would say that on a small slate, you're generally just going to get smaller stacks. I mean, I mean a, a smaller number of mini uniques because the player pool is smaller. But it really going to. I think that the better question here is rather than just looking at min uniques, I would be judging this based on your leverage. And I think leverage is a really good column. Maybe we don't talk about it enough. That's probably my bad. But I think leverage really tells you, hey, where are your biggest stands on the slate? How big are they? And how different from the field are you getting? And then when you sort by leverage, positive leverage, and then sort by negative leverage, you're able to figure those things out here and get a better idea of how risky your portfolio is. So then if I were to come in here, once these lineups populate, I'm going to get my exposure, my pool exposure, and my leverage column. So if I come in here and sort by leverage, I'm going to see, hey, I have 100% Chris Paul. He's about 20% owned. I have about 80% leverage in my portfolio. Maybe that's too much for me, right? So I, I'm seeing these big leverage numbers. If I increase min uniques, this is going to this is going to more organically adjust these exposures, right? So if I scroll down to in my set here of 20 lineups, I'm going to see how far down in the pool I am going. If you are on the standard or pro plan, I would try and stay within the top 25 to 50% of your pool. If you're on the on the ultimate plan, I would run a contest sim and then use the ROI metric as a measuring stick. You know, are the lineups, is the last lineup in my set still positive? And then you could use that to figure out, okay, you know, I want to go a little bit farther. I want to go a little bit farther. And then in a short slate like this, you're probably not going to get to as many, many uniques as you might be able to get to on a larger slate. So just be aware of that factor there. But it really comes down to, hey, do these leverage percentages make sense to you as your risk tolerance? Are you comfortable with them? And if you, you can say yes to that, I think whatever mini unique value you're at is fine. And then if you could say no to that, well, is it not risky enough or is it too risky? And then adjust accordingly, right? It's okay to use less mini uniques if you want to have those high leverage stands. That's like totally a user by user case here. All right. Uh, question from Kevlar. Question says, when using late swap, if I want to get as close to 100% of a player as possible, can I set the min exposure to 100 after the build and just let Saber Sim give me as much exposure of that player as possible? Thanks. So I think if you know you're going to want 100% of this player, if you are just like, hey, you know, I think this guy is just a smash play, before you run the late swap, so when you run a late swap, which is going to be run from this new arrow up here at the top, I would just set the 100% min exposure up front, letting Saber Sim know. That way he can take it into account because remember, we are building versions, what we call child lineups for each parent lineup. So your parent lineups are the lineups that are already in, in your contest, you know, might have some players locked, might have some salary locked, et cetera here, right? We are then building out, you know, 10, 20, however many you request versions of that lineup to give you some optionality here. So the, the more you tell us up front, the easier it's going to be to get what you want because the late swap has a little more limitations with 
locked players with locked positions. So giving that us that information is always going to be best practice before you run the build. All right. Uh, question here from Jace. I actually don't know if I know the answer to this one. So the question says, is there a clean way yet to make late swap changes on mobile? I was able to figure out doing some copying and pasting the other day, but the .csv for the lineups opens a new tab rather than downloading on my mobile browser. Okay, so if it's opening up a new tab, what I would do is go to the dropdown in the top right, turn off open DFS site on download. I believe this is toggled on by default here. So if you do not like when you download a file and then it pops open a new tab with the site, I would just come in here and turn this off. I do not know at the moment how the new updates work on mobile. I haven't messed with it yet. So I think that's a good question to save for this afternoon. But if, if those updates are on the app, then they should be on mobile as well. And then if there are any hiccups, I'm sure the front end team is working on those and are aware of them, but definitely a good question to clarify later this afternoon. All right. Question from Phantom strategy question. Question says strategies to get different on NBA opening night with all of the SS latest updates. Hey, you know, one thing that has always stayed true here is our SIM diversity slider. Okay. So our SIM diversity is all the way up to nine here for this slate. You got to remember that we are randomly sampling these game sims each individual time we build your lineup. We actually did a demo on this uh, a while back. And what I did was I went on like a combination calculator. So say we are, we're taking, you know, five sims for uh, two games on the slate, right? So out of 5,000 game sims, we're taking five from one game. And then out of 5,000 game sims from another, we're taking five from that game. And then we're building your lineup. And we're doing that for each time we build your lineup. Well, how many different ways can you get five out of 5,000? And then multiply that by two for the second game. And the number just got, got exponentially big, like beyond trillions, right? We're talking, you know, uh, normally the way they write it is like, 21 times 10 to the power of 18 or something like that, right? When we're talking about these these massive numbers, right? So the, the raw amount of combinations that can be achieved is exponential. That's what keeps SaberSim users from not duplicating each other unless you're running it on cash, right? So that helps you to get these uh, individualized game sims for each lineup that is created. So I think on a two game slate, you know, you can think about being a little different here. A key indicator for me is always looking at the same diversity slider. If the slider is at 10, then that kind of tells me, Hey, you might need an optimal lineup to win this contest. And then the more you play these contests, the more you're in the DFS ecosystem, the more you learn like, Oh, what sports do you probably need an optimal for? Which sports do you probably not? So when the slider is on nine, that really tells me that, Hey, you know, you probably don't need an optimal lineup to take down this contest. You just need a high upside lineup, right? And having some diversity high is going to focus in on a few game sims. And you might be able to find some diamonds in the rough there, some very high upside outcomes where maybe these guys don't do well that often, but there are groups of game sims in the database where they do end up in the optimal lineup and do very well. And then each individual time we run your lineup, you know, we are resampling there. So what happens for one lineup, it can be different for a second lineup and, and it all works out. So I think sim diversity is still going to serve you very well, even in a short two game NBA slate. All right, jumping over to the YouTube chat question here from Noah. Hey, Andrew, can you make lines in the Sims 
with only one-off plays for hockey on such a big slate? Or is it necessary to have the stacks considering they are so correlated? And for NHL, is there a correlation for two stacks from the same game on such a big slate? In football, it feels correlated, but NHL, not so much. So I would actually argue that NHL is, is much more correlated then NFL, and you could you could test this, right? So if I wanted to go to the Sunday NFL upcoming main slate, right? I can just go and look at the correlation values for some of the top players. So if I come in here, I sort by projection. I go and look at Cooper Cup, just one player, very, very good player, right? So if I click on Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford correlation 0.56, then it drops to 0.2, 0.12. So within three players, you're under 0.1 correlation, right? That's for the, you know, top projected player on the slate. If I go to today for NHL and I go to the main slate and I'm going to go to the top projected player, Jack Hughes, well, I have 0.3, so less than the quarterback correlation, but 0 0.29, 0.18, 0.15, 0.13, 0.11, 0.10. So it actually took seven players to get under 0.1 correlation here. So that that just tells me that, hey, you know, hockey is, is very correlated. Hockey is a lot closer to baseball than it is to NFL here. So I would say that you're probably better off not building lineups with a bunch of one-offs, the, the correlation slider is going to be a really good indicator here as well, right? So correlation is at six for this 20 max, 10 to 50 K entries uh, by default, right? If you go and look at football, I believe this is like closer to like three or four years. So the correlate, the sliders, the correlation slider, the sin diversity sliders are back tested and set to these values based on what we find works best in, in uh, what lineups are generated in our back testing here. So Hockey, very correlated, very similar to MLB here. So I would stick with stacks here, and I would try not to build with one-offs. I think that is generally not a good thing. You might be better off uh, building some type of parlay where where if all those one-offs hit, then you might get a uh, solid return on your investment over there. So I think that, you know, stick to stacking. The, the main thing here, right, is that you don't need an optimal lineup to win. You just need the winning lineup. So you know, hear those words, remember them. That's why contest sims are so good. They help you to figure out, hey, what lineups are winning? What lineups are doing well? Not what lineup is the highest scoring lineup possible. When we're running these contest sims, your lineups are battling against the set of field lineups that we have. And it is figuring out which lineups win, not which lineups score the absolute highest amount of points possible. So, so remember that concept. I think it's very, very important. But all right, we are all caught up with questions in the Office Hours channel and the YouTube chat. Uh, be at our show later this afternoon, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, to hear from Matt and Jordan about the awesome updates ahead of NBA season here. So until this afternoon, guys, take care. I will see you all then. Thanks. Bye.